0: Good morning, this is Sips of Sanity, and I'm Karen. Good morning, I'm Kelly. So we're talking about enmeshment, and we're on day four. So if you didn't listen to one through three, we suggest that you go back to get a bit of a foundation and some tools that have already been presented in the first three shows. We're going to continue today, Kelly, talking about how people can break out of that. And just quickly, just to recap, enmeshment is when you are dependent on somebody else in a negative way. Somehow that it diminishes the relationship, and that it diminishes who you are as an individual. And it would diminish your partner and who they are too.
1: So yesterday, we actually left off talking about the fixer in terms of enmeshment. And it's a great kind of segue into today's show because as a fixer, you need to be in other people's realities. You need to be anticipating what they are thinking, feeling, or are about to do next. Because if you're a fixer, you're most likely with a breaker. So today, what we're wanting to talk about in terms of breaking out of enmeshment has to do with knowing your own thoughts, knowing who you are, what you think, what you believe, what
0: your preferences are. Kelly, that would be extremely hard for somebody to know. If you go back to childhood, and you have parents who are breakers, and you are a child who has to step in and do the fixing. So if you have an alcoholic parent, or a rageaholic, or a parent who is not around, who's vacant, then you have to get in And fix things or you have to be able to anticipate their moods and their highs and lows so that you can step in and anticipate what's going to happen and what you're going to have to do to clean up their messes
1: yeah and actually you're talking about part two already so first part being knowing your own thoughts but if you can't process that if you can't walk yourself through those steps whether it's making lists or doing brainstorming or journaling then You do have to do a lot of work to go back and understand where enmeshment started, Mm -hmm. where your idea of being dependent on someone else or letting someone else rule your own thoughts stems from. Mm -hmm. And Karen, for listeners, it sounds like, I'll just reiterate this for people, it sounds like you're saying that if you're an adult in an enmeshed relationship, you most likely had something like this in childhood. You don't have a healthy childhood, a healthy teenage years or 20s and go into a relationship and all of a sudden get enmeshed mm-hmm. because those aren't your innate qualities. That's they right. aren't something that you are conditioned to understand how to function in that world. Mm-hmm. You're used to functioning independently. So this one would be foreign and very uncomfortable for you. Mm hmm. So if you've been listening to shows one through three and a little bit of this one, and you have identified yourself as someone who is enmeshed, can you go back and reflect on some of the relationships from your earlier years and ask yourself,
0: is this where my pattern began? I would imagine it must be a tremendous struggle to know what you think, Kelly. As a little kid, when you've got all kinds of adults around you trying to form Your thought patterns,
1: and and you know what? Never mind all kinds. What about just one significant one?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like what a healthy relationship looks like. So, if you have somebody then in a childhood who presents a healthy relationship to you, say your parents can't afford to give you that or don't know how to, but you have a teacher or a parent's friend or someone who does, then perhaps when you're reflecting back on your childhood. Going back and remembering the healthy person, as opposed to always going back to those memories of your unhealthy family, might help you see your patterns more clearly. I think as adults, it's very difficult to find healthy patterns if you've never even seen them. If you don't have a job that gives you that, if you don't have a job that gives you that, or friends, like, or your partner or your own kids now, some people don't have them anywhere. And God only knows that TV and movies don't give that to you very often either. So you'd have to be very selective in trying to find the healthy examples so that you can see the unhealthiness that you've experienced if it's all that you know. I know
1: that we push books quite a lot in our shows. We push authors because they create a visual for us. And when you are someone who is enmeshed, is verbally abused, cannot sort out your own thoughts and know your own reality we can't we often can't finish our own thoughts we often can't find our way through a process of thinking and books give us the visual so that we can slow down reread, go back and try and process at our own pace and I think they're great and 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 it's kind of funny because we're doing an auditory sensory experience with these podcasts but then we relate them back to, Visuals so that you can pace yourself in your own journey of acquiring your own
0: tools. In sessions, some people are told by their spirit guides that they don't actually have an ADHD brain, but that they have a brain that's been traumatized by what occurred in their childhood. Some people think that they are maybe self diagnosed or somebody's told them they have ADHD. Because they don't finish their own thoughts. They have high levels of anxiety. They can't finish tasks or assignments or whatever. But in fact, Kel, what they have is this brain that's been damaged since childhood, where they are always focused on other people's stuff. So their empathy is high. They've got some other things that really developed. But their ability to go through process and thinking has been severely damaged because they're not allowed to finish a thought. It's a broken process because of the need, the hypersensitivity to I have to be aware of everybody else's thoughts and needs.
1: Well, and you're talking about going back to day two about judgment and criticism. Yes. Or everyone else's needs, episode three, The Fixer. Mm hmm It's I think that's great. This could be a wonderful aha moment for someone in their adult years with ADD or ADHD, like you said, who can go, oh, it's anxiety. Oh, it's trauma. Absolutely. And then we're not stuck to a diagnosis. We're not stuck to a story of this is just who we are. We can look at it and go, okay, it's a pattern. And I know genetically, at the very fundamental level of what we are as humans, you can break patterns and create new ones. Mm -hmm. And I've seen with some
0: of those clients where they they learn that and they come back a year or two years later and say, I'm calmer. Um, I've got the jobs that I want now. I'm moving forward in life. I'm able to have better relationships. Turns out it's not ADHD. It's not that I needed medication. It had to do with the fact that I just needed to be able to give myself permission to slow down, to think things through, to ask other questions, to see other choices. And that's what happens when we're enmeshed. We don't see choices anymore. We have to only anticipate how to fix for someone else. Or if we're the breaker, we just constantly break out of a sense of I've got to create the drama. I've got to keep this person addicted to me. But it means that if I'm the breaker all the time, that I've got to create a sense within myself of urgency, anxiety, that something's always got to be wrong with me or with other people. But I always have to see negativity, unless I'm around other people that don't know that about me, and I can swing and be a completely opposite person when I'm not at home with these people. That's cool. And then they can carry out a dual personality. So you can often see sometimes at someone's funeral where the family can't stand the person who's passed away, but everybody else thinks they're wonderful. So I think one of the steps that can be taken out of today's session, Kelly, is just to ask yourself now, whether you think or not that you are enmeshed in a relationship. Maybe you can sit back and ask yourself if you finish your own thoughts, if somebody else tries to finish them for you, if you have a need If you have a need to finish other people's thoughts and tell them what they think or what they should think. So you might be the person that says, well, you should have said this. You might always be telling your friends or your kids, you should have done it this way. That's enmeshment. You are stealing from somebody else their right to know how they would have dealt with something. And eventually you're stealing their identity. And that is simply to control them so they won't go anywhere because of your fear of abandonment, your fear of loneliness. And that's how you become enmeshed through those fears. And there's a wonderful way outside of all of that.
1: Okay, so we will end it there and we will be back with day five of enmeshment. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at infobysarlow.com. At Otherwise, enjoy your Thursday.